0: Purchase necessary prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details hey guys it's Denver that was really loud hey guys it's Denver and you are listening to let's have a drink I um actually don't have a drink today I'm on a bit of a diet this week um I guess long story short I have to be on a yacht next week and I'm really not trying to look crazy so I've been doing a really good job of eating healthy this week and cooking and, you know, all of the gyms are closed in L.A., so it makes staying in shape a lot harder for me because I do not like home workouts. I cannot get with them. I've tried. I bought resistance bands. I tried to work out outside. I hate it I, here! I just, I don't know. For There's some weird, like, mental block, some disconnect between me and working out at home. For whatever reason, I always find other things to do. Look over there! So. Where? And also, I think that I'm motivated by not looking stupid, right? So when I go to the gym, the last thing I want to do is sit around and not look like I'm doing anything. So I do everything that I need to do. And I'm there, and I'm there with purpose, and I'm there for a set period of time. So it really forces me to focus on my workout. And at home, that's just not the case. So anyway, I've been on this diet for like a week, and... Um, yeah, that includes very limited alcohol. I wouldn't say no alcohol because, I mean, I I drink. But um, it's tequila on the rocks. And it's, you know, every couple of days. And today just isn't one of those days. At least not yet. And for whatever reason, I would pick the worst possible week to do this. So much has been happening this week. I don't even know if I really want to... You oh, know, might as well. So <laughs> I'm being sued for an old, old credit card um, that I got... Maybe like five years ago, six years ago. Anyway, I got it for a root canal Jesus Christ. that obviously I had, and I was going to pay it off. It was like $1,300 or whatever, but, you know, time got away from me, and I had other things to do, and then I moved twice, so then, you know, my address changed, and my phone number changed, and, you know, scam likely started happening or whatever, so long story short, Um, A couple weeks ago, I was served with the papers for the debt because what happens is, you know, you have junk debt buyers who will go up and buy up a bunch of debt for pennies on the dollar and then they will basically try to sue you to force you to pay the full amount, right? So that happened and, you know me, like I... I'm such a rebel and a thug. Now that you've inconvenienced me, the last thing I want to do is just turn over a bunch of money. So I've basically become a de facto attorney for the past two weeks. I have been filing motions and ordering people into arbitration and they're probably going to end up dropping it. But in order for that to happen, I've basically had to learn an entirely new skill set just because if I'm not going to pay them, then I really don't want to have to pay an attorney to to handle this when it's not that big of a deal. So, and I don't really have debt. Like my credit cards are good. I paid off all of my student loans. Uh, I do owe the IRS a bunch of money, but you know, they'll get it when we're not in a pandemic Maybe it's you know, it's just one of those things that I guess comes with being an adult, so to speak. So, yeah, I've been dealing with that and I've really wanted to drink. Um, but I've been pretty good, I've been pretty good. Just again, tequila on the rocks, a glass of rose, and uh, yeah, that's it. You go, Glen Cocoa. It's funny, even though I'm doing the show pretty regularly, I still have this weird hesitation with like sharing super personal things, because it's not which I'm, I'm trying to break out of because it's not like people don't go through things. It's just I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a private person. So all of like the beatings that I take behind the scenes, I prefer to keep them behind the scenes. But I think part of me doing the show by myself is me just kind of having to deal with the fact that I'm not perfect. I'm perfect, perfect. And I think that as much as you try to act like everything's OK or try to pretend that, you know, you don't really go through shit. The truth of the matter is, everybody's dealing with their respective shit behind the scenes. Get your shit together! you know, this is some of my respective shit. Uh Uh-huh, this my shit! You know, I don't don't know what I can say that hasn't already been said, but, and you know, I'm not even really sure where to put this in the show, because it's visual, but it's also music, and it's something that I tweeted about, but it's also Beyonce, so I guess this will just be her own little segment. Um, Black is King completely exceeded my expectations. It completely made up for that Lion King remake that I didn't particularly care for. Are you with me, lions? And I think as much as I hated Beyoncé as Nala in the movie, I'm also really thankful for Beyoncé as Nala in the movie because that was the gateway to Black is King. I I enjoyed The Gift when it came out, but I definitely didn't consider it a Beyoncé album. I think it had too many other artists and a few of the songs that I just didn't care for, really. And the more I think about it, I'd, I still don't consider it a Beyonce album. It is The Gift, and *Blackest King is *Blackest King, featuring music from The Gift. Anyway, the visuals, I think they're some of the most breathtaking visuals I've seen, especially from Beyonce. There were a few moments that reminded me of Lemonade in Africa, but I think that's just B's aesthetic. And I think the more that we see from Beyonce, the more consistency we pick up on, and I, that's not really a bad thing, so to speak. No, that's right. I um, I also really appreciated the retelling of the Lion King story. I mean, granted, while watching it, there were a few times where I struggled to follow the plot. Like, if no one told me beforehand that it was the story of the Lion King, I would have been super lost, but having that narrative in the back of my mind definitely helped. And even still, like, I, I it took a few detours where I was mainly like, oh, look at Beyonce being beautiful and shit. And wait, did she just put that baby in the river? Is he dead? That baby must be wet as hell because it had jack shit to do with the Lion King. And then I went back to the storyline and I was like, okay, cool, we back. But anyway, Beyonce said black is king, I am black, therefore I am king from now on, and all of the white people must do exactly as I say. black like All right, let's slide into the regular degular between the tweets. Between the there has been a lot of chatter about Fenty skin, and I have it. And I was hoping to have like a thorough review to share with you all, but I actually haven't really had a chance to use it. It just got here today. Um, But instead, I want to make a quick note about skincare, because I see a lot of people are quick to talk about, you know, nothing. They talk out of their ass for the simple fact of having a point of view, and they sound ridiculous. There isn't a skincare trio, a wash, a toner, a moisturizer, that will transform your skin overnight. Oh, you dry face, bi If you were bumpy before Fenty Skin, three days after Fenty Skin, chances are you will still be bumpy. Furthermore, if your skin isn't used to certain ingredients and you introduce your skin to these things all at once, you can expect your skin to revolt. Lastly, there there seems to be this buzz around fragrance and now all of a sudden everyone's skin is averse to fragrance. Meanwhile, the very products that they've been using all along has fragrance. And I'm not saying that people's skin can't be sensitive to fragrance, but when it comes to cosmetics, fragrance is defined as basically anything that has an odor. And the majority of products have an odor. The um, the fragr- The fragrance-free label is basically, uh, it's marketing like non-toxic, neutral, safe, but there isn't really like an official or legal meaning to it. It just means that there aren't any scented additives to change the scent to something that you might recognize. Does that make sense? Duh. Like most skincare ingredients actually smell like shit, and if yours doesn't, there's likely an ingredient in the formula that's providing some sort of fragrance to mask the odor. What is this, honey? And this isn't to say Fenty Skin is or isn't a bad product. It could be pure trash, but I can't say that because I haven't had enough time with it. I've been using everything from the ordinary for the past few years, and my varying routines keep my skin pretty, you know, pretty flawless most of the time. And if I break out, I can usually trace it to something like dirty sunglasses or, I guess, more recently, a dirty face mask. Ew. I've been meaning to try Instagram Reels, which I'm going to talk about later. So what I think I'm going to do is I think I'm going to make a video with my initial impressions of Fenty Skin there. And you can follow me on Instagram at Just.Denver. Hopefully it'll be out tomorrow, maybe Sunday. We'll see how the weekend It's goes. the weekend and um, I'm here. This is my first, so don't judge me. This is my first tutorial. This my first one, so I hope I help somebody. You know, one thing is for certain. Doing this show completely sober is a very, very different experience. I feel like I'm second-guessing everything that I say all the time. I feel like I sound completely weird. But maybe it's just, I don't know. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Anyway. This past week, it was announced that Disney plans to release Mulan Hello. on Disney Plus, Plus. and that sounded great until I read that it was an additional $30 in addition to the monthly Disney Plus subscription. That pissed me off. And let me, let me explain why. Hello. It's not the price tag. It's the fact that having to pay for a base subscription and then have a premium to unlock certain new releases is dangerous. It's like paying for cable, but then they put all of the new movies on pay-per-view. And I think the, be- the beauty of streaming is that it's all included. But if these companies realize that they can start charging you 10, 20, $30 a pop for quote, big movies, then before you know it, they're giving Netflix $15 a month for access to be able to then give them 10, 20, $30 a month to watch certain movies. Like what if Disney Plus decided to charge $15 for Black is King? And then you wanna watch Mulan two months later so now you're paying $30 for that. So 15 in July, 30 in September, And don't forget the monthly subscription for July, August, September. And you're looking at... Shit, I really can't do math. Like $69. And if you keep paying the monthly fee, or you have to keep paying the monthly fee to keep access to the movie. Like, I think I would be fine if the rentals weren't tied to a specific streaming service like most other places, like iTunes, Amazon, you know, the rest. But Disney's trying it. And they say it's supposed to be like a one-off situation and not a new business model, but... I think if they see that they're making good money on this Mulan situation, then I'm sure they're gonna try it again. Now watch me. <sighs> the real housewives of Beverly Hills. So we finally got to the meat of Denise Richards finding out that Brandy Glenville told everyone that they had sex. And the only thing I really have to say is that Denise is lying. The lie detective determined That was a lie brandy now she's a drunk and she's dramatic and she's probably one of the hottest messes to ever slide across our tv screens but she's not a liar and after she got on tv and said something about joanna cooper whatever her name is having herpes and then got sued and had to deal with all that like i think the last thing she's gonna do is get on national tv and subject herself to another lawsuit because she's for all intents and purposes beverly hills broke Like, she's a single mom, she has kids, you know, she doesn't really have any discernible employment outside of, you know, the random reality shows she does in her podcast, so I don't think she's about to get on TV and play with her money. I just, not for no Denise Richards, or in two scenes of a season, I just, that doesn't make any sense to me. But speaking, speaking of money, I I have a bit of a confession. I like Sutton (gasps) Strack. I didn't at first, and I still feel like she'll throw out the hard R at any moment, but there's something about her that... I don't know. I think it's the way that she interacts with the ladies that seems really authentic. Um, I mean, I think her style is horrendous, and but ultimately, like I think she means well. Oh, and I think she's used to using her money to keep people around. But even after all of that, like I like I like her. Like it would have been cool if you know her ex husband would have allowed for her kids to film so that she could be a housewife. Because I think that's the side of her that I would like to see. Um, but you know, the catch for a lot of these ladies, you have to basically have some type of a family or a home to film with or talk about. So you can't be a full time housewife. You can only be a friend if you don't have that. So maybe next season. And that brings me to the real house Ah, what the fuck? That brings me to the real housewives of Potomac. Um so my girls are back. We haven't really gotten into the meat of the season with Candace and Monique. Um but so far we know that Candace is phony like a mama. We know that Giselle has probably one of the worst home decorating styles I've ever seen. What is this, honey? Uh, Miss Karen Huger is still Miss Karen Huger. And I know she and Ray are having, like, problems this season. But part of me thinks that Karen is so calculated that she and Ray discussed their storyline prior to getting on the season. And they just agreed that they would have problems. Like, I, I do think that they're in cahoots. Same for Robin and Juan. Like, I think Robin and Juan might need this check so bad that they're willing to get married for it or least engaged. And I'm gonna I'm need for Ashley to at least entertain the idea that Michael likes men, or has some type of, like, sexual proclivities that exist outside of her. I'm not saying she needs to change anything about her situation, but I think it is becoming abundantly clear that there's more to Michael than what meets the eye, and I need her to at least acknowledge it so that I can go back to liking her the way I want to. Like I hate seeing people with obvious blind spots. Now, Monique, who I admittedly didn't really care for her first season, I absolutely love now. Like, I love everything about her and her bird. I think I was averse to her at first because she came in like, you know, her shit smelled like roses and, you know, took that whole like villain thing. But once she kind of shook that air off, she became really, really likable for me. You know, that is the one thing about this cast. There isn't really like a villain, except for like the wigs, maybe. Why you want to wear the wig? Everyone kind of has their pros and cons. But there isn't like a personality that completely dominates the rest, at least not to me. Moving on, um, I don't know if it's much of a secret, but I have a soft spot for adult animated cartoons. Everything that I usually watch is on hiatus. Bob's Burgers, uh, Rick and Morty, Big Mouth, Solar Opposites. What else? The list goes on, Um, but I stumbled on this Harley Quinn show on HBO Max that I really like. I remembered seeing the clip on Twitter and thinking that it was something that I could get behind, so I gave it a spin and here we are talking about it. Full disclosure, I know nothing about Harley or comics or DC or any of that other shit outside of what's been in the movies, and I actually fell asleep during the Birds of Prey movie in theaters, so I don't really know what that was about, but I did enjoy the parts that I was awake to see. And I, I plan on rewatching it at some point. But anyway, Harley Quinn, it reminds me of the Saturday morning cartoons that I would watch when I was a kid. But not like the good ones from Nickelodeon or Disney. But like, you know, like the kind of budget ones that you'd have to watch when you spent the weekends with your grandma and she didn't really have cable. You know, but just with lots of blood and cuss words and dry humor. So, I love it. I'm really into it. <laughs> well, this is the part where I'm sure I'm about to piss people off because it's time for... So after forever, we finally got a new Brandy album, B7. Now, when I heard Baby Mama, I knew we were in for some trouble. Um, but first of all, let me just start by saying that I am a longtime Brandy fan. Long time. Like, there are probably hundreds of Brandy records in my archives, from demos to unreleased songs to albums. Just Brandy has always kind of been that girl. Like, I don't have a bad thing to say about Brandy albums, except for maybe Human. And even Human had like a banger or two. I just didn't like the album as a whole, so just throwing that out there. But back to B7. I'm disappointed, and I'm disappointed for a few reasons. Reason one: the songs just aren't that good. I don't really know how else to say it. It's my understanding that she co-wrote all the songs, and it shows. Now I'm not. Come on, text. Now I'm not mad at Brandy for having something to say. Um. Let me just do not disturb this. Where was I? Anyway, I'm not not mad at Brandy for having something to say. But my issue is that there are just certain elements that make a good song. Like a clear structure, uh, repetition, memorable lines. And the majority of B7 songs to me sound like the sonic equivalent of run-on sentences. I think that Brandy may have gotten too caught up in her technique. The layers and the runs and the harmonies, like they're beautiful. Like Brandy by herself, she sounds phenomenal, but just everything else just fell to the wayside. And I think the phrasing is really weird on a lot of them to me. Like she'll sing something, and then a few seconds will go by, and then she'll sing something else, and then she'll wait a few seconds, and then she'll sing something else stacked, and then a few seconds, and then there's like some kind of hook kind of thing, and then some more runs, and then it's over. And what's different about this time versus like Brandy's previous albums is at least her phrasing made sense in the context of a song. Like, the runs were where they needed to be, and the harmonies came in where they, you know, where they needed to be. And the verses were complete, and then there was a pre-hook, and you know, everything just felt so much more well-rounded. And these songs, they really just sound like freestyles. When I first heard the snippet of No Tomorrow, I was so excited. And then we got the song, and it was like the snippet on a loop. And it didn't go anywhere. And the only song that I really find myself playing, like, over from time to time is Say Something. And that brings me to reason number two. The actual sound. The mixing. I don't know who mixed and mastered these songs, but they just don't sound good to me. They sound muddy. And in some parts, it sounds like she's singing from the bottom of a box of packing peanuts, and I do not understand it. I don't. And I, I tweeted something to that effect, and someone was like, This it's album was like, influenced like, by alternative, alternative music and electronic, electronic sounds, sounds and, and her voice isn't supposed to be the focal point, point and, and songs' moods, and, or, and something like that. And okay, listen, I, I listen to electronic and alternative music probably mm, 65% of the time, and it don't sound like someone stuffed six feet of cotton between brandy songs in my ears. Like, it's so noticeable. I tried listening to the album on my AirPods, in the AirPods Pro, on the HomePod, in my Range Rover speakers, on my Beats, I listened to it on Apple Music, I listened to it on Tidal. But I will say it's comforting to know from the Twitter dialogue that it is not just me and that it just overall sounds bad. And it's, it's keeping me from getting into the lyrical content. But I'm still trying, Like I, I, here's, here's, here's the real, Like I really want to like the album. But I'm struggling. Oh yeah, Brandy stands. y'all are something else. Like, I tweet one criticism about the album, and then you have people with about as much taste as a goddamn communion cracker coming to me like, Oh, this album is only for the aficionados and the true lovers of R&B music, and you have to appreciate good music. If you're looking for bops, then this album is not for you. And I'm like, sir, ma'am. Them, if you don't shut up and go back to watching D was 99 on YouTube and leave us alone. Niggas give me heebie-jeebies. As an icon in this community, if you are going to say something, you don't have the power to do that. Like the girl she put out a lackluster album. It is what it is. And it's not what it's not. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion surprised everyone. So much so that I waited to wait and see what all of the fuss was about before putting this episode out. Well, the song is out, the video is out, and uh, yeah, let, let, let's get into it. We'll start with the video. Well, you know, I appreciate the fact that it was a subtle ode to the pandemic because like the song says, all the hoes are in the house, quarantining together. I think the concept was, eh, and some of the effects were, eh. But what I appreciate about the video is that it was of the women, for the women, and by the women. In an industry where men exploit women's sexuality for their own gain, I think it's nice to see women enjoying their sexuality without a man present. I think both Megan and Cardi looked amazing throughout the entire thing. I think the styling was on point. I think that, you know, it was highly conceptual despite some of the effects looking kind of weird. And, you know, I think generally speaking, I was here for all of it. And I know everyone gagged at the Kylie Jenner cameo, and I'm gonna get into that in a second, but first, let the record show that Kylie looked amazing. And I'm I'm not mad that Kylie was in the video. I think she served her purpose. I'm well aware of the criticism that Kylie receives. And I mean, I'm not here to defend that or get into any of that because I, I, I really don't care. I don't give a fuck. But the only thing that I will say is that I've seen more conversation and viral tweets and jokes and memes surrounding Kylie's appearance than I have any other part of the video. And that, to me, is mission accomplished. Like, you can't argue that someone benefits from the culture when the culture keeps making someone part of the culture. That's all I'm saying. Now for the song, it grew on me. I admit it; I was not an instant fan. In fact, I think I spent the entire time watching the video, waiting for the hook, and then the song was over. And then I had to go pull up the explicit version and blast it through my speakers and appreciate the song in all of its glory. Like I like it. It's not revolutionary. I expected a bit more, Um, you know. But there's also something about it that I just I can't deny. I also can't deny that Megan wrapped circles around Cardi. Even though Cardi did have more memorable lines, I think, I think the song and the video together made the moment, and I'm happy that the moment happened. I think we needed the moment. And the other cameos, they just kind of felt rushed, and I don't know why they had Normani doing that little dance, but Go that's to it, Marcus. really. Go to the other things I like that dropped this week uh, Victoria Monet's Jaguar EP is out, and we've heard most of it, but the title track, Jaguar, is lovely. Um, SG Lewis. Robin and Channel 3 have a new track called Impact. Um, Oh shit, my current favorite song at the moment is called Where You Are by Savannah Ray and I think you should definitely check that out. On the download front, there's some pretty uh, exciting things happening this week. I know I mentioned Reels earlier for the Fenty Skin thing, but Instagram launched its TikTok competitor Reels this week. Um, I've been playing around with the interface and it seems fun, you know, and it's intuitive. The implementation is a little clunky. I think the Reels, the way they show up in our Instagram feeds, I think it's super ugly. Uh, mostly due to the fact that it crops the videos until you expand them, but I like it. I don't think it's going to kill TikTok unless... Trump decides to do that himself. Um, but I'm really interested to see the part that the Reels play in the ever evolving social media climate for sure. In addition to Instagram Reels, Instagram also launched a Black Creator Fund. Uh, so basically, if you're Black and have over 10,000 followers on Instagram or Facebook, not combined, you can apply to receive some money to further your creativity. And I think they've set aside $25 million for the fund. So I. Welcome everyone who meets the requirements to apply. Um, I mean, even if you're just getting started, the worst they can say is no. You know, and anytime the white man wants to hand out money, you know I'm gonna be right there. Um, but back to TikTok. Wired, wired.com, they published a really, really great article about how TikTok has become the evolution of digital blackface. Um, basically, stating how creators are memifying black culture and gaining popularity by regurgitating black slang, sound bites, gestures. Etc. I mean, we've been new, but it's really eye opening when you see it in print. They spoke to like 20 something creators about their experiences, and I think it's really worth the read. The article is called uh, Evolution of Digital Blackface, and it's on wired.com. Other quick little tidbits if you wanted to test out the public beta of Mac OS, shit, I think it's 11, uh, Big Sur, it is out. Somebody tweeted me asking about my experience with the iOS 14 beta so far. Uh, they're pretty good. I'm on beta 4 right now. Everything seems to be running smoothly. They're still tweaking some little things. Again, that should be out probably in October. Um, it hasn't really changed how I interact with my phone day to day. Oh, I'm lying. Yes, it has. So, the app library. Basically, I ended up deleting every other page on my home screen except for the first page and everything else is just in the app drawer and it's all organized automatically. And if I need to look for something, I just type it and it pops right up. And to me, that's a way more efficient method of accessing my apps as opposed to swiping page by page, folder by folder. So love that. Um, what else? Still don't like the widgets and yeah, that's it. And uh, yeah, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And thank you for sharing. Um, If you have not done any of those things, shame on you. You're dead to me. Um, But if you have, again, thank you very much. As always, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Just Denver. On Instagram at Just.Denver. Shit, where else am I? The show is at DrinkWithDenver on everything. And yeah, as always, until next time.